the unsurpassed cultivation method. In regard to the method of Buddha recitation, if you already have your own way of practicing it, and you can do it properly, then just follow your usual method. If you are a beginner and do not know how to practice, then listen to what I am about to tell you and give it a try. Incorporating Action, Speech, and Thoughts into Your Practice Spiritual practice is not something that you can become good at in just one or two days. How could it be that fast? If you do not practice well today, continue tomorrow. And if you do not practice well tomorrow, you should make an extra effort the next day until you get it right. So, how do you know when you have it right? You have it right when your action, speech, and thoughts are one with the Dharma. That is, you have to put an end to the chaos in your mind, and you are in a state of tranquility day and night. Furthermore, your mind is always contemplating the Buddha. Your mouth is always reciting the Buddha's name and your body is always prostrating to the Buddha. It is when you can steadfastly and persistently hold to the name of the Buddha and never let it go. Let us first talk about the karma of our actions. When we sit, we have to sit in a correct posture. Your back should be straight and your body cannot lean forward or backwards. You should lock your legs in the lotus position, sitting stably like a giant bell. Do not let your head droop forward or lean to the side. Your nose should be in line with your sternum. Your breathing should be steady and you should breathe through your nose, not through your mouth. And remember, do not let your eyes wander. Gaze at a point three or four feet in front of you. If you close your eyes, you are more likely to fall asleep. If you are wide awake, then you can close them. But if you feel sleepy and close your eyes, you will probably fall asleep. Therefore, keep your eyes slightly open, looking forward, but not to the left or right. Now, let us talk about the karma of speech. Whether you recite very loudly, at a moderate volume, softly, silently, or engage in diamond chanting, moving your lips without producing any sound, any of these ways is fine. What is important is that you remain mindful of the Buddha from moment to moment, without stopping. If you are sleepy or unfocused, you should recite loudly. When I say loud, I do not mean that you should scream or shout. What I mean is that you should recite clearly and distinctly. The sound of the name of the Buddha should vividly resonate in your ears. A moderate volume is one that is not too loud or too soft. Reciting softly is okay. These are different ways to practice. Adjust your method depending on your energy level and strength, as long as you feel at ease. When you are practicing in a group setting, you have to recite along with everybody else. If others are going slowly, you cannot go faster, and vice versa. Always stay in sync with others. Chanting as a group makes it easy to focus and calm the body and mind. Therefore, you will not disturb other people. As for diamond chanting, you move your tongue and lips without making any sound, and the people next to you will not hear you. If neither your lips nor your tongue are moving, and you are reciting in your mind, then this is silent chanting. Silent chanting is not really silent, 
because even though you do not make a sound, inside your mind each word is being recited distinctly, and you hear it very clearly. In your thoughts you can still contemplate the name of the Buddha clearly. However, when people do not put in the effort, even though they are not falling asleep, their minds are not present. Once you stop reciting the name of the Buddha in your mind, you start having deluded thoughts. Not only will you not see the Buddha, but your mind will also be adrift in a sea of deluded thoughts. If your silent chanting connects with the Buddha, even though the chanting is soundless, the silence is as loud as thunder. However, if your mind is unfocused during recitation, even if you shout very loudly, you will not make a connection. It is said, if you use your mouth to chant Amitabha Buddha's name but your mind is unfocused, then even screaming at the top of your lungs will be useless. If you recite this way, you will not connect with the Dharma in this lifetime. You will just be planting virtuous roots for future lifetimes. How do you make your mind connect with the Buddha? When you recite, you must pay attention to each recitation of the Buddha's name, reciting each syllable clearly and distinctly. Recite this way a hundred times, a thousand times, or ten thousand times. Even if you become distracted during one recitation, do not dwell on it. Just keep reciting without stopping. If you recite this way for a long time, it is certain that you will make a connection and your body and mind will be at ease. You will not doze off or be scattered-minded. At that point, your practice is already on the right track and you are in accordance with your Buddha nature. It can be said, if you are in accordance with your Buddha nature for a moment, you are a Buddha for a moment. The meritorious virtues of the Buddha are unfathomable and limitless. You should all make an extra effort to connect with the Buddha in your recitation. If you can recite like this with every recitation, your chanting will be heard throughout the thousand million-fold world. How great will your meritorious virtues be? But there is something greater. If you are in accordance with your Buddha nature, moment after moment, then you are a Buddha moment after moment. Then, all the Buddhas in the Buddha lands of the ten directions will hear your chanting. In this way, one recitation of the Buddha's name will resonate throughout the Dharma realm. Such meritorious virtues are truly great. Everyone, please recite mindfully and sincerely. If you do not, you are just wasting your time. What a shame that will be. What a shame. The name of the Buddha is an ever-flowing spring. When we open our eyes to look at an image of the Buddha, and then close our eyes and contemplate that image, this type of recitation is called contemplation of a Buddha's image. When our eyes are open, we see the image very clearly, but when our eyes are closed, we should see it just as clearly. That is called contemplation. How do we contemplate during oral recitation? Contemplation involves concentrating the power of your mind. Contemplating the name of the Buddha refers to concentrating on the sound of the recitation. Use your ear to listen and contemplate. If you recite with your mouth, but your mind does not hear the chanting, 
Then you are allowing the sound of the Buddha recitation to escape and not contemplating the Buddha's name. Contemplation is when you try to see the Buddha's image with your eyes closed, and this is what we call contemplating the image within. If you recite the name of the Buddha and actively listen to the sound, this is called hearing the sound within. In other words, you use your sense of hearing to practice. Listening to every recitation of the Buddha's name is called recitation with mindfulness of the Buddha. The sacred name is Amitabha Buddha. To listen to the sound of the chanting is to follow the cultivation method of Avalokitesavara Bodhisattva. To mindfully recite is to follow the cultivation method of Mahastamaprapta Bodhisattva. People who practice Buddha recitation in this way may make the three sages of the Western Pure Land the mental environs for their contemplation. This is how you cultivate with right mindfulness. Where does the recitation of the Buddha's name come from? It comes naturally from within your mind. It flows unceasingly out of your mind like a spring. It is inexhaustible. Once you start reciting, it comes naturally. It is just like a well that neither overflows nor dries up regardless of whether or not you use it. The Buddha nature within you is an inexhaustible resource. The sound of the Buddha's name can forever spread throughout the ten directions. This is also true from a scientific perspective. How can I explain this? If you dip your finger into the Pacific Ocean, you will create a wave that will travel from coast to coast. Even a very small vibration can travel across the entire ocean. Following the same principle, when we recite the name of the Buddha, the meritorious virtues of Amitabha Buddha spread throughout the whole Dharma realm, and this is also true of his name. We can say that the sacred name is the Dharma realm, and that the Dharma realm is the sacred name. When we recite inside the recitation hall, not only the people inside, but also the Buddhas of other worlds can hear the chanting. The Buddha pervades the whole Dharma realm, meaning that all the Buddhas of the ten directions can hear the sound of our Buddha recitation. Then why can we not hear the sound of Buddha recitation from other places? It is because secular people's sense of hearing is limited just as a deaf person cannot hear the sound of thunder. If we perfect the sense of hearing like Avalokitesavara Bodhisattva did, then we will be able to hear even the faintest sound from anywhere in the ten directions. Moreover, if you perfect your six sense organs, then your ears will not only be able to hear, but they will also be able to see, smell, and taste. In our present condition, we cannot use the six sense organs interchangeably. What is the main reason behind this? The six sense organs are clogged by the six dusts. If these contaminations are not completely removed, how can we discover our perfect sense of hearing? More importantly, our minds tend to be scattered, befuddled, or ignorant. To focus your mind, you must attentively listen to the sound of your own Buddha recitation. Since each recitation originates from your mind, it must therefore return to your mind. Just listen carefully to each recitation and focus your mind on it. No matter how many recitations you do, follow this method.
make sure you are not careless. Attaining Buddhahood Through Buddha Recitation What are the benefits of reciting the sacred name of Amitabha Buddha? It can remove our karmic hindrances, increase our blessings and wisdom, and save all the suffering sentient beings in the Dharma realm. Buddha recitation can unfold our prajna wisdom, so everyone must practice diligently. You should not just sit around and recite absent-mindedly while your mind is running wild. The Chinese character for chanting has the word mind in the character, so you must not forget to recite with your mind. When your mind becomes calm, you will hear the sound of the recitation within. Furthermore, you will put all your energy into that one recitation and listen to each word clearly. Eventually, the time will come when your body and mind will become calm, and even the six syllables of the Buddha's name will be all gone. At that point, the Buddha and you will not be separate entities in the Dharma realm, because you will be one with the Buddha. There will not be any distinction between you and all external phenomena because you have entered into the world of unity, a Buddha land without conflicts. Only those who recite the Buddha's name can experience this, the purest bliss. When you first start your practice, you have to concentrate on reciting Amitabha Buddha's sacred name. This is using what is pure to triumph over defilement. If you do not practice like this, how can you remove your secular attachments and deluded thoughts? By the meritorious virtues of this sacred name, you can remove the karma of past offenses from the infinite past and thoroughly cleanse yourself of afflictions and attachments. This is because all of these karmic offenses, afflictions, and deluded thoughts are unreal. What a pity that mundane people are lost in these unreal afflictions and never find their way to enlightenment. Buddhism often talks about opening your prajna wisdom, generating the Bodhi mind, embodying great compassion, making great vows and doing good deeds. We will be able to emulate the great wisdom of Manjushri Bodhisattva, the great compassion of Avalokitesavara Bodhisattva, the great vows of Kshitigarbha Bodhisattva, or the great conduct of Samantabhadra Bodhisattva. We certainly do not have the capacity to do these things ourselves. However, if you rely on the power of another, you will be able to do them. What power is that? It is the power of Amitabha Buddha's meritorious virtues. We are mundane people, full of afflictions and we do not have enough meritorious virtues to benefit others. But Amitabha Buddha is a greatly compassionate father, and his name possesses myriad virtues. One recitation of the sacred name embodies all blessings and wisdom, so we can take the meritorious virtues from reciting the Buddha's name and transfer them to all sentient beings in the ten directions. This is an act of great charity. For example, suppose you do not have any money. You can ask your parents to donate money to help others. How easy is that? This sacred name is just like space. Infinite planets are contained within this space. The six paramitas and myriad virtues are also contained within the sacred name, 
The virtuous sacred name is the result of Amitabha Buddha's cultivation of the six paramitas and myriad virtues for infinite kalpas. It is like a traditional Chinese doctor combining various herbs to make a medicine. Taking one of these pills is like taking in the nutrients from all kinds of herbs. Therefore, when you recite the name of the Buddha, you have to realize the immensity of the Buddha's virtues. Then you will not be ignorant of why you are reciting. This sacred name of Amitabha Buddha can nourish our Dharma body and wisdom life. It is like the mother's milk to an infant. Though he is not aware of the nutritional value of the milk, as long as he continues to consume the milk, he will grow up to be big and strong. Similarly, as long as we recite the Buddha's name every day, we will naturally eliminate our karmic hindrances and enhance our blessings and wisdom. These are the meritorious virtues that we acquire through our practice. There is no need to seek them elsewhere. Just like Avalokitesavara Bodhisattva, we should also have great compassionate vows. Do not just be concerned about your own well-being. You should want all sentient beings to be healthy and well, to unfold their wisdom, to leave suffering behind, and to attain happiness. Now how should you recite the Buddha's name? As long as you recite, Namo Amitabha Buddha, out loud, the sound of the Dharma will spread throughout the ten directions. Every sentient being will be able to hear it and be protected by the meritorious virtues of this sacred name. Therefore, your recitation of the sacred name is a great act of charity and offering to all sentient beings. But you need to be mindful during your recitation. You have to show sincerity and respect in your Buddha recitation. If you can do that, you will certainly get a response. Cast off doubts and bring forth faith. The Dharma explains that all phenomena originate from the mind. Because the mind is the Buddha, and the Buddha is the mind, if your mind is thinking of the Buddha, then you are the Buddha. If your mind is thinking about killing, stealing, or sexual misconduct, then we can say that the mind is hell, and hell is the mind. The Kasitigarbha Sutra says that there are eight cold hells, eight hot hells, and the Avicii hell, the hell of incessant suffering. All of these hells are the creations of the mind and the results of your own doing. Suppose you do any of the following evil actions, killing, stealing, committing sexual misconduct, defiling the monastery, obstructing someone from doing a good deed, or assisting in an evil deed. All of these evil deeds originate from the mind, and they are created by your mind. If your mind creates a hell, then your mind will bring about that hell. As hell is created by the mind, so is Amitabha's Buddha land. Why did Amitabha Buddha create the Western Pure Land? His purpose was to establish a Buddha land to which suffering sentient beings could go, so that they would not need to suffer any more in the cycle of birth and death. Because Amitabha Buddha established this pure land of ultimate bliss, and Shakyamuni Buddha knew that this place was a land of peace, purity, serenity, and joy. He told us that we should go there. 
how can we get there? If you recite the name of Amitabha Buddha, then you can go there. Amitabha Buddha made this vow. If there are sentient beings who hear my name, bring forth sincere faith, and want to be born in the land of ultimate bliss, they can be reborn there. This is Amitabha Buddha's vow. So if you want to be reborn there, it is really not a difficult task. After hearing this, everyone should have firm faith, as this will give you great strength. Strength will enhance your faith. If your faith is strong enough, you will do well at Buddha recitation and perfect your cultivation. Then it is certain that you will attain rebirth in the Western Pure Land in this lifetime. There are some people who lack the faith to be reborn there. They either assume that Buddha recitation is useless, or they have doubts about whether or not there is a Western Pure Land. Or perhaps they think that they have heavy karmic burdens, and therefore they wonder if they can attain rebirth in the Western Pure Land and become a Buddha. It is because of their doubts that they have such great obstacles. Doubt is one of the fundamental vexations. Everyone must put an end to their doubts and generate faith. The Buddha told us in his own words that if we recite the name of Amitabha Buddha, we can be reborn in the Western Pure Land. We must have deep faith in the Buddha's words. The karma of defiling the Sangara is difficult to eradicate. Sangara is a monastery, like the Jetavana Grove of the Buddha's time. This temple where we live now is also a Sangara. During the late afternoon service, we recite a verse praising all the Dharma protectors who guard our monastery. Generally speaking, when it comes to a place of spiritual practice, defilement includes destroying the sanctity of the monastery, impeding others from practicing, and destroying the atmosphere of practice. Furthermore, it also includes not following the rules and spawning chaos amongst the residents, thereby creating unease for everyone. These are all considered acts of defiling a monastery. More specifically, defilement refers to any sexual activity between men and women. I urge all of you to establish the right views. All men and women were once your parents in past lifetimes, and they are future Buddhas as well. Do you dare to have lustful thoughts about your parents or Buddhas? Even if a husband and wife come to the monastery together, they must remain celibate while here. They cannot desecrate the monastery in this way. In summary, a monastery is for cultivation. You must not obstruct other people's practice, but rather help them strengthen their faith and be diligent in their practice. I hope that our temple will forever remain pure because only a pure monastery is a Buddha factory and a great vessel of compassion that ferries sentient beings across the sea of suffering. But to do this, it is necessary for all disciples to keep the precepts and uphold the rules. I urge all of you to recite the name of Amitabha Buddha. We must strive for rebirth in the Western Pure Land in this lifetime. Do not waste any time, for once you lose your human form, it will be thousands of kalpas before you get another chance. Be careful.